In a world fraught with fantasy football, three middle-aged idiots united by fate, filled to their tits in hot dogs and hard seltzers, somewhere between golfing for draft spots and jacking dicks, courage and not courage, between Maine and California, there lies the Bitch Pudding Fantasy Football League. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is another edition of the Hot Dogs of the Turn podcast. I am Hot Take Chris, joined here tonight by Johnny Country Club and special guest, Work Truck Travis, a.k.a. Uh, Jellybean Knees himself. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Outraged. Outraged? Outraged, Chris. Thanks for asking. Jesus. Um, we deserve answers. We we need answers. From okay. our commissioner. Oh, God. Regarding what? The losers. Oh. We're, we're just oh. going to jump right into it. Do tell. Coming, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Hot take, so, John. Uh, Travis, you can go ahead and start it off because I know you're the one that spearheaded this, uh, I don't know, fucking, uh, what, 12 weeks ago? Almost three months? Yeah, let's hear Travis's take yeah, on this. So, uh... Yeah, so we're we're gonna do this live from the work truck uh, with my jelly bean beans at the helm. So Brooks <laughs> took it upon himself to make a last minute decision to change the uh, the playoff structure to I don't know something closely resembling what I suggested twelve weeks ago. To which the only reply I received was, "Please kill yourself." So <laughs> nobody, I, I, I'm just. I'm just so glad that Brooks was brave enough and strong enough and smart enough to make this, you know, unilateral decision without talking to anyone, without any warning, uh, and correct uh, such a wrong that it happened. Um, I do believe that the the, the injustice, uh, although, uh, I mean, I, I agree with the structure we have now, like the change, it it makes the most sense for the biggest loser style uh, playoff system we have. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it came as quite a surprise. Um, and, you know, as the new guy, I don't, I, I was just bringing up ideas and coining myself a, a new nickname upon the way. But yeah, this is, a, this is a pretty big deal for some people. Yeah, from what I've heard, uh, Scott and Jess didn't even know about it. The change just kind of happened. Um, and now they're figuring out why they have the bye week. Um, you know, uh, it, it makes sense. This is what we talked about on the podcast for almost two weeks. Um, and Brooks said, like, he will not make a change mid-season. And he's right. It wasn't mid-season that he made the change. He made the change in the postseason. So, um, completely there's, unannounced. There's that. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's it's like why we have a 12-team league instead of a 10-team league. Brooks decided that it was going to happen. Um, so, I don't know. I, I know we shit on Brooks a lot, and, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot of lot of personalities to, to um, 
to manage in this league, and he does a really good job. It's every great once in a while he does something like this, and it's just, you know, a, a heads up next time is all. Yeah, I think I think Travis said it the best. It's uh, it's just thankless, thankless job, and that's that's true. I've commissioned many leagues before, and it really is. And uh, you know, I I do appreciate what he's doing um, to keep it all together. So, yeah. With that being said, uh, he can still go fist fuck his asshole. So whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. What he, else? Said? He only waited this long. So he could steal credit for my glorious idea. That yeah. that's it. It was, it was extremely selfish of him. And just for anybody listening, um, no, we didn't bring Travis on just so he could say "I told you so." You know what they say: uh, uh, yeah. idea hamster on a wheel will eventually run into a good idea. I, I I've not heard that saying, but I, I get it. They say that, right? People say that? Yeah, somebody <laughs> they, does. They, At least one. Somebody did say that. It was me. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, let's fucking... Yeah, if, if, infinite hamsters on infinite wheels will eventually... One of them will shoot in the Brooks's asshole. That's, that's how yeah, it goes, no, right? I think so. Right, and the, in the infinite realm of possibility, you know, it's, it's always a possibility. Dr... Dr. Travis and the multiverse of infinite hamster wheels. <laughs> All right, let's let's get on to some fucking recaps. <laughs> okay. Who's brought to you by Garden of Eden. Recaps. Uh, yeah, brought, brought to you by Garden of Eden. Uh, you don't have to wear clothes, but uh, you also don't have to not uh, not wear clothes. And... Uh, you don't got to be gay. You don't got to be straight. You just uh, come as you are, as Kurt Cobain would say. As long as you're naked from the bottom down. No. Yeah. As long yeah. as you don't mind seeing dicks. Okay. Right. No. Problem. Oh, right. I keep mixing up the two. I keep mixing up the two places. Never mind. Yeah. All right. Let's let's hit the hit the week the uh, last week's recaps the four, week fourteen recaps the final week of yeah. the. Regular season. Uh, Get me out of my fucking misery and tell me about how bad I am. Oh god, it's it's bad. Um, all right, so we had uh, we're starting off with rule thirty four as the number two seed versus the uh, Arise of Gangbangers as the twelve seed. Uh, well, I was wrong again. As Karate Scott took this one down, kicking and screaming. Uh, he takes down the victory over John one twenty one to one hundred six, and uh, despite a one, yes one out of Kyler Murray, Karate Scott benefited from a nice performances out of DJ Dookie Metcalf, Debo Samuel, um, much to my chagrin, and uh, Derek Henry as well as Damian Pierce. Uh, and while he missed projections, that was no match for Johnny Country Club's penchant for putting up underwhelming scores. Uh, and on John's side, Keenan Allen seems to be alive and well, but there is no remedy for six of your players missing projections, as John did the old gluck gluck en route to his uh, worst showing of the year and choked when it mattered the most. Um, John loses his, uh, his bye week, and Karate Scott... Well, Karate Scott stayed exactly where he was in 12th place. Um, but, you know, you- thanks to... Thanks to Brooks's, uh, you know, new new format, 
it worked out pretty well for him. You uh, you forgot to mention, second week in a row I didn't uh, start Ingram. Oh yeah, up two, and and he put up uh fucking forty something, and that thirty point difference between one of the guys that I, the the guy that I started and the uh, and the flex spot, that would have got me the win. Oh no, I didn't realize Evan Ingram put up a fucking crooked number. That's crazy. He put up a fucking ridiculous score, um, <laughs> and I was okay with it the whole time because I was going to lose by, like, 40. Yeah. So, and then once Murray went out in the first quarter, and I realized I was going to lose by 20, and the point difference between the guy I started and Ingram was, like, 30 points, like, I basically cried myself to sleep that night. Oh, no. I would have I been in first. That would have been a fucking, you know, that would have been it. Yeah. He cried himself to sleep and then pooped himself in the morning. A <laughs> horrific series of events. That's yeah. true. That map does add up. How about oh, this? No. One of those things did happen. <clears throat> I'll let you decide which one. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, we also had uh, Dale Hartburn Jr. Um, in third place versus Easy Lobwedge uh, Shane in tenth place. Uh, let's just keep this rolling because Hot Take Chris has been wrong um, a lot in his matchups recently, and by that I mean in the last two. Um, Shane falls uh, one twenty-one to one hundred. That's a victory for Brooks. Um, Brooks benefited from a strong yet underperforming showing from Josh Allen. Uh, his real savior this week was jo- uh, Justin Jefferson, showing uh, showing up with 11 catches and 223 yards. Um, he didn't catch a touchdown somehow, uh, to the tune of 40 fantasy points in an otherwise piss-poor showing by the not-so-intimidating Dale Hartburns. Um, he actually did not have a good week other than Justin Jefferson. Um but Shane couldn't quite keep his momentum as a late late season spoiler. Uh, he suffered from a 33 yard uh, night out of CD Lamb, a goose egg out of Foster Moreau, uh, a zero catch three rush night out of DJ Moore, which is just fucking weird. And then DJ Moore, uh, I'm sorry, um, Jerry Judy, uh, in the absence of Cortland Sutton, actually had a monster week. Uh, he posted 33 fantasy points. So um, when you look at that a little bit closer, he actually had a third of Sheen's entire fucking score, uh, which is pretty pathetic, but still good showing out of Jerry Judy, so good job, Jerry Judy. Um, if Sheen really hated Brooks as much as the rest of us, he would have played Zonovan Knight, um, and then if he just swapped Ayuk over DJ Moore, it would have taken care of the rest. Zonovan Knight had a hell of a week, and uh, if I were in Sheen's position, um, I would have just played Zonovan Knight no matter what, even if he wasn't starting. I would have just played Zonovan Knight, because uh, Brooks hates guys that other people pick up and uh, take advantage of their success. Brooks really just doesn't like other people to succeed, I think is what it is. Um, anyway, so uh, the, the win for Brooks puts him uh, back into his uh, his buy that he slipped out of a couple weeks ago, and uh, Shane, because of Brooks's logic, is now in 12th, I guess, for some reason. Um, so, yeah. What about... Um, Oh, no, this one's actually me as well, because Brooks decided to not show up and do his fucking job again this week. I guess I'll do this, Brooks. I guess I will do this. Okay, don't worry. Um, we had colonization. We had colonization. Um, 
versus uh, Shirt Cockin' It. Uh, that is a seven versus six matchup at the time. Um, so obviously a real uh, you know meaningful matchup as we come to the end of the regular season and into uh, figuring out who's going to make the playoffs. Uh, it, w- it was a really fun matchup to watch because um, both teams actually beat their projections by roughly 10 points. Um, John Kingmath would tell you, though, that if Brett is projected to win by 10 points and beats his projection by 10 points, and Colin is projected to lose by 10 points, and beats his projection by 10 points, then Colin is going to lose. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Yeah. I I mean, it it only makes sense, right? Um, So Brett takes this one down 154 to 143. Uh, For Brett, it it was an absolute uh, try-hard matchup uh, for Kirk Cousins against Detroit. He managed to put up 36 points. That's a monster week. Um, he still lost, which is bananas. Uh, he had nice performances out of uh, Tony Pollard, which was just an easy fucking softball lob down the middle um, in that matchup. James Conner, which I don't think was an easy uh, an easy lob down the middle, and then the triumphant return of Mike Williams. I don't. I think we were talking about this before, but I, I didn't really see Mike Williams coming back that quite that strong. But that was a hell of a game to watch. Um, the passes had to go somewhere, um, like, and and you know your two top guys were were on the the greedy end of it, and uh, Mike Williams just caught the touchdown, which made it look even better than what Keaton Allen had. Yeah, I mean, all all those guys, uh, really, all of all of um, uh, fuck me, all of Justin Herbert's weapons, Eckler, Williams, Allen, they all look good. They all had nice games, yeah. I mean, it's a, that's a scary, scary ass offense uh, when all those guys are healthy. Um, on the other side, Colin had a monster game out of Jamar Chase. That didn't wasn't a surprise to me at all. I I called that back um, as soon as he came back um, from being injured. Um, he just kind of just jumped right back into it and and was immediately productive. Uh, Devonta Smith. Um, Juju, uh, absolutely out of nowhere matchup out of DJ Shark Coochie boards. Um, really, really nice, really, really nice, uh, week for, for those guys. Um, it was kind of just a too little, too late, wrong place, wrong time. We got a matchup for Colin as he, uh, slid definitively out of his once dominant standing in second place and, uh, salty ass lands firmly into the toilet bowl. So he actually was in first. I I got into first place by dethroning Colin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, so what do you got, John? Just, just let you know, uh, Colin's a, Colin's a, a decent sized dude, and you've been talking a lot of shit. So oh yeah, just all all I'm saying is is be careful when when the next draft comes up. Oh yeah, no, I um, Colin. Just so you know, I am not a decent sized dude. So if you if you want to beat my ass for uh, talking shit, then by all means, I've earned every bit of it. Uh, but you know, just know that it's it's all it's all just uh, fictional, and I I just make fun of everybody. <laughs> it's it's the podcast thing, you know. It's I mean, what fun what fun is it if I don't if we don't shit on people? Hey, I'm a jokester. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I had a. Sam's legging Brendan, who's in fourth place at the time, uh, going up against uh, All Biz, uh, as we like to call him now, All Jizz Beth, uh, All Jizzness, 
And I think Brooks came up with a new one, which was he used to be Juicy Queef, and we'll call him Jizzy Queef now. Um, so, yeah, like, the names keep rolling. And he showed up in a fucking big way. He uh, he had a 127-174 win. Um, he just, despite starting Huntley, uh, who played like shit because... Uh, that offense looked pretty bad in general, unless you were rushing. Uh, they only had 17 passes attempts uh, between the two QBs. Um, McCaffrey, he overproduced by 11. Dobbins, out of nowhere, overproduced by 13. Chris Moore, uh, even more out of nowhere, had the best game of his season. Actually, his NFL career, uh, outproduced by 17 points. And uh, Hubbard also had the best game of the season, and he overproduced by 11. Um, and all the other guys just kind of like showed up and uh, did what you expected. So, um, man, like Jesse, Jesse had himself a day. Um, well, with as much going on in the backfield, uh, on and off, uh, Hill still actually, I was surprised that he he had a pretty decent day as well. And I think that fumble recovery uh, TD that he had uh, helped him out uh, the most. Uh, this game definitely had Brendan in a pucker position, though. Uh, this loss and Mike scoring more points than him could have put him out into the loser's bracket. But fortunately, another good day out of uh, Hertz and Eckler on top of a really good stop uh, start out of the Pats defense. Uh, they just absolutely put on a defensive clinic against Arizona on Monday night. Uh, those three guys just combined uh, were for over 83 points. Um, James Cook, though, definitely killed him. He had a dumb cunt performance. Um <laughs> He, uh, <laughs> he 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 missed his mark by by quite a bit, and uh, that really kept uh, Brendan on the edge of his seat, hoping that uh, his playoffs chances were still alive, because all it needed was um, Angry Mike to, to put up a couple of more points, and he would have been now fighting for uh, you know not showing a little bit of skin. I, I feel like uh, yeah, uh, that was that was. Good. You feel like what? I was gonna say, I feel like uh, I feel like the Buffalo running backs have become the new um, uh, Baltimore running backs, and not that like Josh Allen is as strong of a runner as Lamar Jackson, but like they're. I feel like Cook and Singletary are equally strong runners, and they're just kind of like playing second fiddle to the pass game in that offense. So it's like, who who the fuck are you supposed to pick? Yeah, did, it, did it, you it, just it, come up with that all by yourself? Three years too late. Because there's a reason why Devin Singletary is called Devin Singletary. Like, I've never heard that. Josh, Josh Allen is the lead running back of that team. I've never it's, heard that. Gary, uh, that's fucking funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard. It, it Cook has shown great signs of being, you know, the the number three running back in the draft. Um, what he was coming out of college, but I mean, Josh Allen is just better. And they yeah. have way too many offensive weapons. And Gabe Davis. Uh, oh, jeez. Let's not forget about Gabe Davis and all right. his Gabe Davisness. The, right. Gabe Remember, Dav- if you don't pronounce the B, it's just Gay Davis. <laughs> you know, I heard that Gabe Davis once scored 30 points, and that makes him a perennial 30-point scorer. Yeah, I, I also heard that not many people in the NFL have the upside of scoring as much as Gay Davis. I've heard that as well. I, I heard, I heard, Gay Davis. 
Um, <laughs> I'm gonna stop. All right. Yeah. Sorry. We 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 hijacked your fucking your uh, reviews, John. No, no, no. I, I fucking hate Gabe Davis the the same amount of, as Brooks hates all the other players for no fucking reason. And I have yeah. no reason to hate Gabe Davis other than how much Brooks loves Gabe Davis. Yeah, Brooks. Brooks hates Gabe. Uh, sorry, we hate Gabe Davis like Brooks hates uh, fucking Jamal Williams. Right. Like I wanted Gabe Davis in the draft, but the moment Brooks took him, I wanted him to die in a car fire. Like. Yeah. <laughs> You wanted him to speed down uh, Las Vegas Boulevard and and murder somebody in a vehicle. Get, oh, no, get... no, 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 no! He would be the one who got hit by oh, well, okay. Henry Ruggs, right? Gabe Davis. Yeah. Gabe Davis in the in the fourth is looking at just about as good as uh, Michael Pittman in the second right now. Ugh, that's not not fun. Uh, let's see. We'll go back to business. All jizzness. Uh, we got fantasy football team Mike, who was in fifth at the time, and fine whiskey Colin, eighth at the time. Uh, that was super close. It was one twenty five, one twenty seven. Um, Mike had the playoff fortune uh, future in his own hands, and a win win, and he was in. Or he just had to score twenty more points than Brendan, and he was still in. Uh, he did not do both. Which is why now he is uh, in the loser's bracket. Uh, Colin finished off his season on a six-game tear and got a little bit of uh, help in order to get into the winnings bracket. Uh, super nice job by Colin. He made some uh, late-season moves, and uh, he really picked it up in the second half. Like It, it, was, it was impressive to see from c- crawling out of the gutter, basically, to, yeah. to be able to win that one. Yeah, uh, he had Lawrence that went off for a forty burger. He had a uh, four combined touchdowns. I think it was three passing, one rushing, uh, and he had three hundred and sixty-eight passing yards, uh, totaled up for forty-one point nine seven points. And then Zay Jones added on a nice little game in his flex spot with eight catches for seventy-seven yards and a touchdown for twenty-one point seven. Uh, everyone else on his team kind of sucked, but not enough to tank his team. Obviously, he did well enough to win, and that's all that actually matters. Um, when you look at Mike's team, it's kind of weird because nobody really bombed on his team. Uh, Kelsey missed his projection by 10, and San Francisco Jones and Hopkins missed both of theirs <laughs> by 5. But um, like, just nobody else put up a massive game in order to be the difference maker like what Colin had. And that was really just the the difference between the two. Um, if, uh, I don't know, San Francisco Jones could have showed up and uh, not catch so many balls. And DeAndre Hopkins looked like shit, man. Like, a lot of those uh, um, illegal shifts were him just looking lazy. Uh, and then that uh, that fumble that he had, he looked like he was carrying a fucking loaf of bread home from yes. the grocery store. It was stupid. Like, yeah, he should... Bad. The team should find him for that because of how bad that fucking looked. And especially for two of those false starts, or not false starts, the illegal shifts. Like, he was jogging, and then, like, he barely wanted to get set. I don't know. Uh, if anything makes me, grinds my gears, it's, it's seeing million-dollar athletes look fucking lazy out on a field. But, I don't know, off my soapbox, and, and I'm going to continue on. Uh, then we had a hot take Chris going up against Russell Tyrone Jones was work truck Travis's name at the time 
Um, nobody suspected this one. It ended up being maybe the upset of the year. Uh, 124.93 to 125.27. Um, this was the biggest uh, pre-week projection deficit that I ended that ended up being in a win. I I, I remember saying it last week that we haven't seen a 30-point margin be, be overtaken, and we saw it. Um, math would go ahead and show if you don't meet your projection by, like, 30 points and, and <laughs> you're playing up against somebody that beats the projection by, like, 10 or 20 points, you're going to lose. So, uh, but ultimately, it, it just doesn't matter. Um, Chris lost, and it's, and it's funny. Um, it could have been a huge upset if uh, if I would have won. Uh, then he wouldn't have been in first place, and uh, but I didn't because I suck, and you know my parents don't love me, so whatever. Uh, I think Chris <laughs> lost by the smallest of smallest of margins, and I, honestly, I couldn't find out where it was because last time I checked, I thought Chris won it, and then I checked like the next day, and Chris didn't win it. Uh, it was super weird. Uh, Mark Andrews really let Chris down. Uh, he had two catches for 17 yards. Um, and it might be a bad sign going into the playoffs if it's Huntley that's still going to be the QB or Brown, I think is the other guy's name. Um, they just might not be looking at that tight end position. Uh, Jamal Williams didn't help out either, missing by his projection by half. Uh, he didn't have anyone else that was a total killer. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, again, it, it doesn't matter. But uh, it, it definitely puts Travis in a really optimal position for the loser's bracket. Travis had Miles Sanders go off for 30, uh, over 34 points. Uh, he had over 140. He, had, he didn't have over. He had 144 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Amari Cooper and Brady tried their hardest to tank Travis for the week. But uh, Zeke Knox and uh, Jamison Williams did, uh, did the damn thing and got Travis a W at the end of the regular season. Chris stays in first, and Travis moves into an optimal position, like I just said, into the loser's bracket. Optimal position. I will say you this. Got, uh, you got three options, or, or you got three chances to win now. Yeah. I will say that this had the most crushing play of the season for me, where uh, Mike Evans wide open uh, with a defender falling down, 63-yard touchdown from Tom Brady. I, watching the game live, waited for the flag, waited for the flag, didn't see the flag. I uh, started celebrating, and then the latest flag that I've ever seen comes in later than Brooks's mom's period this month, and oh, fuck me, I, I, I just wanted to die, as I often do when it comes to this fucking league. Uh, like John said, I win. Chris stays in first. I stay in the loosest bracket, so it means fuck all. But god damn it, I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think I think the the real takeaway here is that uh, Travis is the only person to beat me twice this year. He's just got my number. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize this where a couple of your losses came from. Yeah, but some, uh, two, I, I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't want to talk shit to the guy in first place. But yeah, that happened. Yeah, two of my five so, are, are to I've Travis. Seen fancy. So I guess uh, idea hamster um, a little early because it's just on top of my head. I've seen leagues where they do rivalry weeks, where they specifically set up leagues or uh, uh, weeks that like P 
people that have outside beef or like have like fantasy football beef and they specifically make sure that everybody has that week against each other kind of like um rivalry week in college football so uh the college league that i play in um we used to do that week one of every year because then nobody is on uh, by and you know you don't have the chance of injuries is really low and it made for very interesting off season um the problem with it is some people just don't have a beef or or uh like a rivalry naturally occurring so you're forced into a couple matchups that you don't really care about while other people get fucking hyped and like actually try to pipe bomb other people's like homes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's a fun, a fun thought. Yeah. I, I like how it was your idea hamster. Uh, and then like almost every week after that is me just like spitting out hot, hot fucking messes to, to yeah, start yeah. Jane. Yeah. It's because of the platform we use. I am text-based, and you're on here sounding like a deranged homeless person. But uh... Speaking about deranged homeless people, do you want to talk about the injury report? I mean, I am 100% convinced that Kyler Murray hurt himself so he could play more Call of Duty. Prove me wrong. Exactly, dude. Yeah. He's, he's got to be having withdrawals at this point. I think season one's about to launch, so I think it's time for him to take a break. Well, I mean, you don't have to study film when you're doing ACL recovery. Did anybody <laughs> notice if the uh, the injury card had a booster seat for him? Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw I saw a video where. It's... <laughs> Where it was a, a, a no-legged man uh, rolling downhill in a wheelchair, uh, and it says Kyler Murray on his way to play some more Call of Duty now. Oh god! Yeah. Oh, I was gonna fart, but I don't trust that thing right now. Oh no. Okay. Let's let's get into some uh, transsexual transactions. Uh, Jeff Driscoll. When did he become a QB tight end? Nobody? No? Question mark, uh, question mark, like, question mark? Pretty awesome. Yeah, question mark, question mark. Uh, Brett picked him up. Um, if if he actually plays, like, pretty awesome. Um, that that will be pretty good for old Shark cocking it. And then, um, and then I noticed that uh, after, after Brooks basically made fun of Colin for the first, I don't know, three, four, five weeks of the season for having Rex Burkhead even in his lineup, uh, he now has him on the squad just in time for playoffs. So. <laughs> oh man, it's too bad. It's too bad that fuckface gets a bye because I'd really like to see him lose this week. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the uh, it's a strange uh, Texas lineup now because uh, Damian Pierce is going to be out for one to two weeks, but they also just cut Eno Benjamin. So it is just like Rex Burkhead, like chilling, lead back on right. the worst team in the league. But and that's the thing: like, is Rex Burkhead going to be fantasy relevant, even though he's the only option? Like, is is Eno Benjamin a fucking rapist or something? Like, what is the deal with that? Why is he cut by Arizona? <laughs> Why is he cut by Arizona and well, then Houston? It, it, well, if he was a rapist, that would make sense why Houston signed him because they had to fill his quota 
now that uh, they let Watson go. Right. That he might be on to something. Um, I mean, he filling in for James Conner this year, he actually looked pretty decent. Um, and he's looked efficient over the, like his time playing, but I it's got to be something else because they Arizona desperately needed people and they just cut him. And Houston is awful, and John could probably start for them. Yep. Um, and he gets cut, so he's got to be some. He's either demanding more touches or he's just terrible in the locker room. I can't yeah. see any like actual football related reasons why. He's not on the roster. No, he's that's good exactly with what I was thinking. It's like you got a guy like um, Brandon Cooks, right? Brandon Cooks, the first you know five years of his of his career, he was on what three or four different teams. Like, why why does that happen? Like, do you just think that there's there's shit that's going on behind the curtains? Like, yeah, that that the guy's just like locked room cancer or something like yeah. that, and they just don't I mean, want to be in the fucking organization. It's also not a coincidence that, especially in the Brandon Cook situation where he didn't get traded, and now all of a sudden he's played, like, one game since the deadline. Like, he's he's obviously just putting up a stink. Right. And, and it well, wasn't, he I, wasn't I, doing but, well. Like, Brandon Cook's put up numbers. Well, right. Brandon Cook's has been an over, like, a 1,000-yard receiver and a top 15, uh, or had been, like, a top 15 wide receiver every single season uh also every time he was traded there was a first round pick involved so that kind of like that's a lot different than eno benjamin just like clearing fucking waivers yeah at least no, cooks was I, traded for a first rounder like there's right, a big difference there that, but yeah certainly uh I, team attitude comes into play right and, and but like if you have a rookie that you know puts up a thousand yards in his rookie season how you know why are you letting him go almost immediately like yeah he's worth a first rounder sure but like how like you just have an established wide receiver like why do you want to go ahead and trade for somebody that isn't established and now you're giving him to the to the pats and now the pats are like yeah he gets a thousand yards there and now he goes over to the texans and like the guy can play but everybody is just fucking trading him Right. I mean, I think for Benjamin, it really just comes down to, like, something's going on behind the scenes. And if you're Houston right now, you don't want another, like, middling running back on your roster when you can use this time of year to call call guys up from the practice squad, um, maybe pull up a couple offensive linemen from other teams to really try to see what you have out of people because they want to lose. They want the number one overall pick. So. It's a good time to test the talent that they have available to them while still losing. Time to go get Arian Foster back. I just want to throw What's this that? out there. Time to go get Arian Foster. I just want to throw this out there. I am in Houston right now, um, and I had to throw this this little piece in there. I was uh, I was out at a bar on Sunday watching the end of the Dallas-Houston game, and the fucking broadcasters... I mean, I, the the game was back and forth. I get that, but the broadcasters literally said an upset loss for the uh, for the Texans. Like, no, this is the worst team in the league. There's no such thing as an upset loss. Like, what the fuck is that? What are you talking about? I I did like how much they were celebrating in uh, for for Dallas. Like, you beat the worst team in the league barely. Like, I barely. celebrate that much. That was a struggle. 
there is absolutely an upset loss. It's called the Las Vegas Raiders losing to Baker fucking Mayfield on yeah. a 97-yard drive at the very end of the game. That's an upset loss. To your boy. Your boy, Van Jefferson. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. We got dumb right. cunts. Um, dumb cunt manager of the week is, uh, well, guess what? It's Brooks. Um, Clean sweep. Don't need to go into why. Uh, Tom Brady, he's the dumb cunt QB. He went uh, 34 for 55, 253 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and two mouth kisses to his kids, uh, which equated to 12 point. <laughs> open, open mouth kisses to his children. Oh my God. Uh, his teenage, his two teenage boys. Uh, which equated to 12.92 points. <laughs> Brady finishes off his fantasy regular season, uh, QB 15, and looked like more or less kind of like shit most of the season. Uh, Noah Fant and what uh, Foster Moreau, uh, I think they both put up goose eggs. Yep. Uh, I think James Cook was the worst started running back. He had four rushes for six yards, one catch for nine yards for uh, 3.5. Since you threw two tight ends on there, I'll just uh, I'll put DJ Moore in the contention as a as a wide receiver because I think he had one point one or something like that, something stupid, less than two for sure. Yeah, no, I I agree. He did not show up. He was uh, where there was a couple of zero dudes. Um, you know, scoring one point is better than zero. I guess oh, so like, that would have been the difference between your matchup. Infinitely, infinitely better. All right, so we'll take a look at the uh, the previews uh, for this coming week as we uh, enter into the playoffs. Um, the losers brackets, uh, the the standings part of what we're about to talk about are reflective of what Brooks did uh, on his own volition with the fucking change uh, to the losers bracket. So uh, we got fine whiskey, Colin uh, versus shirt cocking it. Uh, Brett himself. We got a uh, five versus four matchup here. Uh, these two teams are coming on strong late in the season as uh, Colin sneaks in at the last minute and Brett secures a fourth place uh, seed as Mike and Brennan both lost their matchups uh, last week. Um, this is currently projected for a 143 to 131 victory in favor of Barry Badrenath. On Colin's side, uh, Chris Olave has, I think, the potential to far exceed his projections uh, in a matchup against Atlanta. Um, Stevenson is probably going to be the biggest question mark for this whole matchup here because um, obviously Colin's going to need Stevenson to A, be healthy, and B, put up a, a, a nice score in order to make this uh, competitive. And then Rashad White would appear to be splitting time with an apparently healthy um, Leonard Fournette. Uh, also, uh, there, I think there's potential for Antonio Gibson to outperform his projections, but he is again, another guy who, uh, would share time otherwise, uh, Brett, um, which DeAndre Swift shows up is really going to dictate how this matchup goes. I think, um, along with the, uh, Ramondre Stevenson question mark, uh, like a lot of these, um, I, I like a lot of these matchups otherwise, um, pending how Philadelphia's defense handles Justin Fields. Uh, it's a potentially tough matchup for James Conner as well. 
I think this one's probably going to settle back toward the lower end of the projections, and Brett takes it down by a small margin, um, only to have a season end unceremoniously by uh, in a matchup with Hot Take Chris. Uh, I'll say, I kind of mentioned this a, a second ago, but I mean, Ramondre Stevenson not playing in this is is uh, rep for for Colin because um, Brett already picked up his handcuff. So it's that's that's pretty much gonna do it right there. Um, and then we've seen a little wild happen. What's that? We've seen more wild things happen, like Travis beat you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, it's close enough. I could I could see it going either way, but I think I think Ramadre playing is a must in order for Colin to have any kind of success. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I agree absolutely. Like. He's got to show up. Sweet. I just got paid for winning my my work leagues. Pick them. Nice. Uh, that's neither here nor there. I'll go on and uh, I'll do I'll do Brooks's uh, share. Unless Travis, you want to go? You've been chomping at the bit just to do this one. Yeah. So we have uh, John himself as rule thirty four versus Sam Leggings, uh, Brendan's team. Uh, we got a John, uh, John not doing so hot at the end of the season here with his, uh, 119.99, uh, median score. It's, uh, <laughs> coming up against a very hot Jalen Hurts. Um, it's going to be, I mean, Joe Burrow has been absolutely fantastic at times this year, but Hurts is an absolute monster, like number one QB on the season. Uh, it doesn't seem to be slowing down that. You know, uh, with Devonta Smith and AJ Brown going crazy, you know, the him getting a hundred yards before halftime on the ground in most games. Um, you know, they're going up against a Chicago team that, with Fields coming around, coming back from injury, they could put some points up. So they, there could be an opportunity for Philly to still be playing in the second half. Um, on the other hand, Burrow is going up against Tampa Bay. Um, obviously we just saw them get their shit pushed in by, uh, San Francisco. So Burrow would chase back. It's a lot of points to be had out there for both these quarterbacks. And uh, I think that's going to be like the big matchup to watch. If one of them really stumbles that, I mean, it could be over before it starts there. Then, you know, Jacoby Myers is going to, it's hurt. You know, is he going to play? Is he going to have a significant amount of playing time? Travis Etienne is averaging like 0.69 yards per rush over the last three weeks. Um, and I believe Brooks would say that's not good. Uh, worse than Jamal Williams, even. Um, there's there's a lot of injuries that... I hate everything that, you're saying right now. What? I hate everything you're saying right now. You hate it because it's the truth. Yeah, the truth hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it better fucking do. You're gonna you're gonna want it done, but that's my prediction here. And it's uh, you know on the other side, like Kamara has not had a uh, great last few weeks. I think it's four last four weeks, last five weeks. But Etienne's it came on strong in the middle of the season. It's fallen off even harder. So I I'm gonna give this uh, matchup to the uh, Sam's leggings. May they. Continue to stretch for the all the playoffs. Q, 
can't believe we brought you on and waited all this time just for you to fucking say this this blasphemy. Sam's leggings I mean, are, you... are ever ever expansive. So, what what would you expect? Yeah, they really they really held on and showed their elastic ability with the through the thick and thin of this season. <sighs> she but was mostly more thick than thin. I'll tell you what. Get it? She was well done, big girl. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep this train rolling here. We got a colonization, eleventh uh, going up against old dirty bastard uh, Travis, who's in tenth, uh, and that's after the the shift of projection, whatever thingy. Um, it's a one thirty five, one thirty six, so it's going to be pretty fucking close uh, on paper. And uh, I guess the biggest, most important thing to happen to this is finally, for those who didn't know, Travis has finally revealed the secret to all the commonalities that he had in his team names since he's changed it every week. Travis, would you like to go ahead and say it? Just, Just announce it. Yeah, I'm stupid as fuck and thought it'd be funny to use all of ODB's nicknames for the rest of the year. It's uh, it's not clever, and it's probably not even funny, but it is what I did. It did make me think, though. Like I had, I had questions, and I'm not so familiar with uh, with Bhutan Clan, so I, I, I just wasn't quite there. But uh, I, I was very confused about the dirty Chinese restaurant. So, so that was a very obscure reference when Travis and I came up with this idea. And it was a, and I'm sorry, I'm stealing your tra- story, Travis. Go for it. Yeah. So uh, against what John said, uh, it's less than an obscure reference. It's probably the most well known outside of Dirt McGirt. Uh, Old Dirty Chinese Restaurant is what his name was during the racial draft on the Chappelle Show when the Wu Tang oh, Clan fuck. got drafted by the Chinese uh, delegation, of course. Damn, uh, I've seen that but, in a hundred times. I can't believe I didn't pick yes. that up. So, uh, yeah, the RZA and the Jizza were there. Anyway, (laughs) uh, I will die thinking that Peanut the Kidnapper is the best of all his nicknames. Um, And I have a special one in the tank if I am lucky enough to not lose the league. So I will roll one out uh, the week that I win. But let's just hope that happens. I'm excited. Well done. Well played. All right. With that being said, uh, it looks like it's going to be a super close matchup between uh, fucking uh, Knifey McStab um, and Colonization. That's my favorite one, and right right behind uh, Peanut the Kidnapper. Uh, Colin, unfortunately, is on a super hot losing streak right now. Uh, he needs to find some jujus, uh, pun intended, to snap out of the next uh, uh, out of it over the next three weeks. Uh, he's got really fucking bad matchups, though. Holy shit. Take a look at it. Like, everybody is not looking good right now. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, Colin. Uh, but I think mostly he's going to be looking at uh, the matchup-proof guys like Chubb, Chase, and Mahomes to carry him out of uh, out of obscurity and, and uh, maybe showing a little bit of skin at the uh, at the golf course. Um, McLaurin, Evans, and Brady's uh, Brady. They have shitty matchups, and it could be a killer because Brady kind of looks sh- like shit. 
and he's not doing really that well for fantasy owners right now, which is uh, clearly uh, affecting Evans as well for, for obvious reasons. Um, and that's the bad kind of wombo combo. Nobody wants that. Um, but on a positive note for Travis, uh, he has two-thirds of his teams on some pretty nice-looking fucking matchups going in for the week. Uh, and this might be enough in order to make up for the lacking uh, UB wide receiver uh, category that he has right now. I've seen Travis is going to take this in a close one. Um, and it's probably going to be the deciding factor of McLaurin playing on Sunday night it is going to be actually like all the way up until the Washington plays. It's going to be tight. But um, fucking knifey McStab. <laughs> I want to keep on saying what your what your, uh, what your what your name on deck is because it's it's a fucking great one. I'll just I'll just have to win for you to see it. Well, for it to be revealed. Uh, yeah, we got a fantasy football team. Uh, Mike, who's in ninth, and uh, Easy Lob Wedge, twelfth uh, place. Shane, this again after uh, Brooks went ahead and, and fucking did his little magic there. This is, again, another super close matchup, 136 to 138 uh, at the time of writing this. Um, right now, Mike's got a bunch of shitty matchups, uh, but he could be looking at uh, riding the hot hand on Christian Watson, who has just continued to put up 20-plus games uh, since his breakout. Uh, D-Hop and San Francisco Jones uh, both going up against the tough Denver secondary right now. And uh, chances are they're probably going to be riding on the uh, the backup QB and Colt McCoy. So, I don't know. That's pretty tough. Uh, Kelsey seems like he's going into a little bit of a slump right now. But there's there's no way that he can have uh, three bad games in a row. So, he's probably going to be snapping out of it and then uh, helping Mike put up some points. Uh, Shane has Dak looking at a good game. And uh, I bet he's hoping that Mike White is, Mike White is going to be playing because uh, Wilson has been showing up to play, um, and not necessarily so much if it's going to be like Flacco or Zach Wilson at the QB. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson might not be the most fantasy-relevant dude. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if Shane hates the idea of a skirt more than using a dick putter. Um, I, think, I think he doesn't like both of them, but it might be the dick putter that he hates more. And uh, honestly, there was one year that... I knew that my team sucked, so every single time I, I won, I sent somebody gummy dicks in the mail anonymously, <laughs> and Mike was the only guy that sent Mike was the only guy that that sent me uh, a picture or a video of him eating the gummy dicks, and uh, I don't think anything really fucking bothers Mike. So nice. Um, if he if he continues to lose, then I'm quite sure he's going to be okay with it. <laughs> I I think I think when but you I, showed, I, I, Mike this I think when you showed the dick putter at the at the uh, draft weekend this year, Shane was very off put by the idea of having to putt with it. Oh yeah, so when I I originally proposed this idea two years ago, and and I asked everybody drunkenly as we were running running around from bar to bar, and uh, and I and I asked. Me, obviously, I thought it was hilarious, and I asked everybody else that was there, and they thought it was hilarious, and then I asked Shane, and Shane immediately just goes, no. 
Like no 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 setup, no no anything, just like no, that's not fair. And I was like, but it's a punishment. He goes, No. So I was like, okay. And then I just kinda like put it away and then it's like, fuck that man. I wanna have this dick putter. And now it's I I did it democratically and I, I made uh everybody fucking voted on it and now we we have it as a thing. It's sitting in the back of my truck right now. <laughs> I I will say in defense of the dick putter that you put a great effort in to get a real putter that happens to be in the shape of a dick. This isn't some, like, mini-golf fucking Play-Doh thing. This is no. a good grip, good length, good girth, good vein on it, you know? Like, it is a legitimate putter that, you know, looks like Brooks's little knob. So, like... Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, Travis and I were at a golf scramble... And they were looking for cool ideas. And I had on the 18th hole where everybody watches you putt, everybody has to putt with that dick putter. And I actually putted with the dick putter. And it, I hate to say it, but it felt good in my hands. <laughs> it, it felt big, you know. It just felt I right. Think- I think yeah. uh, at least at least how I interpreted it was that that Shane was more concerned about not being able to use his putter than he was about having a dick putter in his hands, and I get that concern. But you're right; it's it's punishment, so I totally get it. Right. Well, I mean the the weekend is a competitive golf weekend where you're trying to win draft picks and the trophy, which is yep. why I think that the only way it's a reasonable punishment is if it is a functional putter. But it is, so it shouldn't. It be, is like. That's it. You like you said, it, it's just a regular blade putter with a dickhead on the end of it, and that's it. <laughs> it's it's perfectly fine. So I'll throw this out there. If you lose and you want to be super fucking extra and you want to practice with the dick putter, I absolutely will send it to you so you can practice with it. Nice. That's a good gesture. Yeah, out of out of my pocket, I will I will take care, so you can have a whole entire golf season to use use a penis putter. So when the fantasy draft comes around and the party comes around, you can putt with that the whole time, and it's not it's not a it's not a thing. I mean, it's definitely a Maybe. thing, but it's not a thing. Maybe, Maybe a whole season. Yes, you can enjoy Whatever's... your own summer of cost. Right. Well, maybe a whole season, maybe, maybe a month. We'll see whatever pisses people off the most. Um, <laughs> With your gilded wing. All right, let's let's uh, in the true spirit of the Travis the Idea Hamster unnecessary uh, league change of the week, uh, we are joined by the Idea Hamster himself. So let's uh, let's hit that up. Yeah. So. I was thinking, and what this league really needs to bring it to the next level is we should really shift to being a 14-team Superflex Dynasty League next year. (laughs) (laughs) That's also just not true. Fuck that. I don't want that in my life. Um, No. So, in reality, though, it is roster-based. Um... 
when Brooks invited me finally to this, the the league, I asked him for a few details about the league we would be playing in, and he said, "Yeah, I'll get that right over to you." And uh, yep. about six hours before I left for the golf weekend, he sent me uh, the rules to the league and the invite on Yahoo. Um, yep. I sent it to you. Yeah. So eventually, John had to actually. That's 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 factually correct. Um, the league seems a little strange to me in the roster construction. Uh, in a league where you can start a maximum of three running backs, you also have the option of starting two tight ends in a 12-person league. Uh, and I still hate starting defenses in general. I think, like, thank God we don't fucking do kickers here. But uh, yeah. I would be interested to see people who played in this league for a while, like what would you think of changing it to quarterback, double running back, double receiver, single tight end, single full flex, no defense, like more of a standard streamlined league. Cause right now with the expansion and the same amount of starters for each team, if you have an injury or you get massacred by the now very gluttonous by weeks in the middle of the season, you you're just fucking losing. And there's nothing on the waiver wire to patch those up. And we only have a single um, IR position. So you may be rostering guys on your bench that are hurt for one or two games. So, you know, maybe some input on just cleaning up the roster to better reflect that we are a 12-team league now instead of a 10. Um, but honestly, I had I had fun this year and just, like, I've never played in a PPR league, even though – like combined, I probably played fifty to sixty years of fantasy between all the leagues. This was my first full, full point uh, reception league, and it was wild. And I sucked at the draft because of that. Hey, how about this? This was something that we uh, proposed, and it was supposed to be a thing. And I think Karate Scott keeps talking about it because uh, he won and he never got his jersey, but the winner gets a jersey. So instead of giving so much money to the winner of the loser's bracket, we take that money and we buy a jersey for the most valuable uh, player on the winner's roster. Yeah, so two of my leagues do this now, and I, I have a bunch of them myself, and it's a good memory for the year that you want it. You know, you get to wear it to the next draft or the golf weekend and tell everybody that they fucking suck. Um, I think it's a better use of the money than giving like the winner of the loser's bracket anything in it. Uh, it's something you can always keep and remember, especially in like long, um, long existing leagues. So you can watch those people have to wear a jersey from like 12 years ago, the last time they won, or somebody <laughs> shows up and doesn't have one because they fucking have always sucked. Yeah, like it just adds another little like a, a cherry on top and a little bit of a, a taunt to people who've never been there. That's awesome. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, uh, in the college league, uh, I have with a bunch of the guys I went to college with. A few years ago, I showed up and I was wearing all four of the jerseys I had won, and just like in between rounds, would just rip off a jersey and have another one. And be like, oh, where are you guys' jerseys? Oh, you don't have one yet? Well, maybe you could just borrow this one and then just rip another one off and just start, like, handing them out. So you can absolutely shit-talk mad with them. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I, 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 like, uh, I like that. Definitely discussion yeah. for a future. Hey, how about something for the gambles? Oh, for the gambles? Yeah, well, for the gambles. I, I think that probably the reason that Brooks isn't here tonight is because he's gambling on the Real Housewives of uh, of uh, Bethel, Maine, Utah. Um, so I don't know whether he's going to win, but I'm guessing he probably put two hundred dollars on the wrong bet. Uh, however, if, <laughs> if you've been if you've been keeping up with uh, Hot Take Chris's DraftKings Value Plays of the Week recently, you've probably done pretty well, because last week we had Jared Goff, who went for 29-something uh, points for under 6,000, and we had Adam Thielen go for 19-some-odd uh, points for under 5,000. So a couple good plays there. Um, Brooks, however, only loses lots of money on DraftKings, and Hot Take Chris only wins money on DraftKings. So if you'd like to win money on DraftKings... Let's take a look at Alec Pierce for 3,900 against the Minnesota Black Hole of Passing Yards. Uh, I think that's a really good value, um, knowing that he's probably going to get uh, 8 to 10 targets this week. Um, you know, maybe not, looking at, uh, maybe not looking at 20 points, but probably 15 points. And at 3,900, 15, 17 points is, uh, is going to be a good value. Um, and they just are addicted to giving up yards, so they will. Um, Stefan Diggs at 8,100. That's a weird one. Um, that is not a number that you would typically hear on Hot Take Chris's DraftKings value plays of the week. But uh, everyone has their price. And draft, uh, Stefan Diggs at $8,100, I'm expecting him to probably put up 30 points this week, which is uh, well worth the, the price you're going to pay for that. There are lots of guys you could you could pay for that are going to be cheaper and maybe put up 15 to 20. But, um, you know, to find a guy who's going to put up 30, that's that's the kind of guy who would uh, would help you to win a tournament. So, Chris, can you say uh, Stefan Diggs at 8,100 again, and we'll give it the proper reaction? Stefan Diggs at 8,100. Wait, what? That doesn't sound like a value. <laughs> Yeah, but why get Stefan Diggs at eighty one hundred when you can get Gabe Davis at four hundred and twenty, and he scored three touchdowns? Yeah, I've heard that Gabe Davis could also score thirty points. So I don't know why I wouldn't just pick him instead. You're right. I'm changing my bets. What about you, John? Uh, so I got the uh, John's got a, a feeling upset of the week, upset stomach of the week. Uh, I got Jacksonville over Dallas. Uh, Jacksonville plus 180. I don't hate that at all. Yeah, they, they, they struggled a bunch against the Texans. I think uh, Jacksonville's looking a little bit better and better each week. Um, Jacksonville's at home, and they have the uh, they have the Jaguar and the Speedo on their side. So, Do they have the Eye of the Jew? They don't have the Eye of the Jew. Oh. Like, there's only a handful of Jewish players in the league, and one of them retired last year. So, who's that? Oh, it, it, I only realized he was Jewish because of one of the funniest things that I've ever heard during one of his interviews. <laughs> uh, it was Julian Edelman, and he goes, "Somebody says, like, how do you feel about 
your Jewish heritage, uh, like in the NFL. He's like, I wouldn't say like I'm a Jew. I might be like Jew-ish. Wow. Yep, yeah, he did it. So sorry, boys. I uh, I plugged in my phone to charge, and it died, but not because my phone ran out of battery, but because it's too stupid to live. Ah. Did you That's did you okay. tell the did you, did your phone say that it was going to go into the parking lot and douse itself in gasoline and light itself on fire? That's a little elaborate. I never said I was going to douse myself in gasoline. I just said light myself on fire. I thought you okay. mentioned something. So, Chris, the the what the story that Travis and I are talking about. Travis had a let's just say a bad day, and it was worse when he tried to check into a hotel and they said we don't have any rooms, and he goes. Right. So I can't sleep here tonight, and they're like, "No, unless you already made a reservation." He goes, "Well, I didn't." She goes, "Well, I'm very sorry, sir." He goes, "Oh, that's fine. I guess I'll just go into your parking lot and light myself on fucking fire." And then he <laughs> turned around and walked out of the lobby. I think you told me that. Yeah, that... <laughs> oh, it's so good. That is the the better part is. Uh... John uh, drumming his fingers on the the table and then going, he didn't mean that, and just following me into the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad when yeah, John did the like voice a, reason. Yeah, like I did one of those like boom boom, and, and I then gave her the finger guns, and then like I just go, he's a jokester, and I just kind of like walked out. <laughs> yeah, don't call the cops. Guess we'll see you later. Oh Trust God! Me, there's 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 twenty other hotels within within like a two mile <laughs> radius. We'll just go one of those. I, I'll make sure he doesn't light himself on fire in your parking lot. <laughs> work work truck, Travis. Are you gambling on anything this week? We're, we're doing uh, degenerate gambling of the gambles. Uh no, but I am going to go to the casino and pull a John King, which is. Put two hundred dollars down on black. Yep. Win, yellow. Let it ride, and do that until I feel like it's financially irresponsible to continue doing so. Okay. So you say two hundred, but it's supposed to be five. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, you do this a lot, and yes, I did see you do it with five hundred dollars once, but. That wasn't every time. Although it was the time where we drowned ourselves in 20s and yelled out, all in Dodge City's money. <laughs> like, I had enough money that I, I, I threw 20s onto my hotel bed and I rolled around in it. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was, a, there was a, a, a uh, what's, what's the thing, uh, a roulette table that I had to pass to get to the uh, to the elevator to get to my room, and uh, and apparently I made a name for myself because like when I would walk past it after like just a horrible fucking day, and I I was because I won a bunch of money I had like twenty five hundred dollars worth of just fucking straight whole cold hard cash in my in my wallet as I'm walking by and they're just like big spender five hundred dollar on uh black tonight and I was like yeah man and I would do it and then I would win and I was like peace and then I would just fucking walk away 
<laughs> That's the most baller shit ever. Yeah, like it was, it was, it was awesome. But I don't know. Uh, I guess that's for the gambles, and uh, that more or less puts a bow on it, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just want to congratulate all the people uh, except Brooks who made the uh, the playoffs. Uh, outside of uh, the team that won't be named, uh, this was an incredibly close season. Like the two buys, just nine and five, and. I'm in ninth place at seven and seven. This was a uh, a pretty close um, season. We had people going up and down the ladder all year, and sixth place ended up just being sixth place, so we didn't have to move that around at all. But uh, yeah. it's always nice to get invited to a league where people uh, give a shit. Yeah, uh, because most leagues are only as good as their worst player as far as participation and like really setting their lineup and know what's going on. And like, I, this is a good league. I'm very quite happy to be in it. Yeah. So just to give you a heads up on the sixth place, it's, it's hit or miss. Like we created that rule and it's probably been one of the coolest rules. And it's why, why my, why my buddy Forrest quit because he hated it so much. Cause, uh, he was the beneficiary one year and then he was, uh, he was the one that got uh, booted out of the playoffs another year um, because of it. But, like, it doesn't happen every year. I'd probably say 50% of the time the person that's in sixth place just has sixth place points. Yeah, I. it's just that everybody knows the guy in the league every year who has the highest points for or, like, the second. He has a very, very high points for, but he gets absolutely dumpstered on every single week. He's got a bad record, but his team's fucking amazing. That guy should be in the playoffs over the guy who just lined up against everybody's bad bye week. I think it's a great rule. I think it makes for a more competitive playoff scenario. And a lot of the time, the guy in six, like, he knows in his heart that he doesn't deserve to be there a lot of the time compared to a team that is actually good. I, I And we all know a team that is... Uh, winning more games than they should because they just go up against uh, a, a lucky schedule. Right, it's because they have a, a a reasonable median score. Right. Yeah, of like 119. <clears throat> hey, you just have to score more points than the other guy and yeah. you're going to win. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to yeah. go fucking light myself on fire. <laughs> all right thank you guys so much uh for a fucking like travis said for a wonderful regular season um we'll be back again next week to recap the first round of the playoffs and uh thank you work truck travis for joining us on your uh otherwise boring ass ride home i hope your celsius is delicious and uh yeah thank you oh, guys that so shit much was gone a long time ago